Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dilapa and Friends podcast. Wow. I know what you're wondering. Isn't it Dilapa and Friends do better podcasts? It actually is not anymore. You might hear me continue to say it because these are episodes I've recorded before I decided to change the name. But I just feel like Dilapa and Friends is just a more concise way of naming the podcast. Um, one of my coworkers at work actually was like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And I was writing it down. I'm like, dang, this is taking forever to write down. He's like, this is pretty long. I'm like, you're right. I'm going to change it. So here we are at Dilapa and Friends. Okay, so this episode... I'm with my brother and we're talking about some of the ups and downs and benefits and disadvantages of growing up with a brother so close to my age. We're 14 months apart. I'm sure we say it over and over again in the podcast, but also just talking about some of the gender roles that we had to experience and some of the toxic masculinity things that my brother even had to experience. But Also, just a heads up. The episode might end abruptly, and that's just because I had to cut it off. Like, my brother just went into this rant about how we should treat short men better than we do, and I just, there was no ending. There was just him, and I was like, you know what, Sheila, I'm ending the call. So, that's just a heads up so you understand, but let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dilapo and Friends Do Better podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Everybody's great out there in the world. I know it was a pretty eventful week. Um, the week that I'm recording this would just actually been a week since the beginning of the election in the US. So it's been kind of crazy. But um, today I'm here with my brother, Oluwashileola. Um, he's my older brother. We have a difference of about 14 months. So he's barely older than me. But I like if he can go ahead and introduce himself. Hey, how is everybody doing? My name is, just as he said, uh, the long name Uluwashilela. I'm her older brother of 14 months. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to be on this podcast. Just graduated college, doing this young adulting thing. The world's on fire, but I'm here to have a good time. Yes, the world is a little bit on fire. Uh, so this episode, we're kind of, we're going to be doing two episodes actually for the podcast. And um, this first episode is actually about our brotherhood sisterhood which I think has been a pretty special thing because we are born so close together. And um, it was kind of like having a twin, but you weren't my twin. And you know, even coming from a culture of a Nigerian culture where there's a lot of emphasis on even somebody's a day older than you, that you give them your respect and whatnot. But mm-hmm. before we get to that, I would like to ask you like, how are you feeling? Your birthday was yesterday, you're 24. What is 24 kind of looking like? Yeah, no, 24, 24 is, feeling, is feeling different, you know? You go from your, uh, like, LeBron, Michael Jordan year to your Kobe year, and essentially it's like on one hand you're like, man, I have lived 24 years and I've accomplished, I've had all these memories. I'm somewhere where I didn't, didn't think I'd be at, like, 18, 17 or whatever. I didn't think I'd be, you know, right here in this position. But then on the other side of that is you're thinking of, like, okay, now I'm getting to an age where, like, low-key hikey i gotta start thinking about the future like in a couple years it's no longer going to be funny that i'm like single and just doing my thing like in a couple years it's going to be the grandbaby talks and the house talks and the white picket fence talks so i'm feeling great like i spent i spent my birthday the way i wanted to had a good time so yeah feeling good feeling good do you feel like the way you celebrated your birthday might have been different if covid wasn't a thing uh nope. Uh I uh I think if COVID was not a thing, 
my friends in the immediate area would have tried harder to like do something for my birthday because essentially people might think of from an outward experience that I'm like a super extrovert and I love to like party and hang out and celebrate which is true in a sense but I like recharge and like find rest and I'm more or less by myself with a small group of people so even if it wasn't COVID like I probably would have been the same thing went to work came off of work and then either chilled by myself at the crib or hung out with like less than five or six people. But if it wasn't COVID, certain of my friends would have probably pulled some like surprise birthday thing and like put like 40 people in my in my crib. So I celebrated the way I wanted to. Yeah. Not solo dolo. I had friends around me a little bit, but like it was chill. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, the older we're getting, the That's more a question. all a of one. us as um, siblings, you, me, and Shalawa, even I'm pretty sure Maiwa too, are realizing how introverted we actually can be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what would you say like as siblings who grew up at such a very close age what would you think some of the benefits of having a sister at that was a year younger than you uh, I think the, the one benefit that comes like extremely to mind is uh, just you're able to like experience like what it might be like to be a girl around the same age as you. Like, since we're 14 months apart, let's say we just go into, like, I'm in middle school, sixth grade, you're in fifth grade. Um, Like, you're experiencing some things around, like, the girls my age are experiencing. And if I didn't have a sister in that close proximity, I would just be straight ignorant. Or I'd have to get, like, all my information slash advice from my homies who are also dumb in sixth grade or, like, so. I think that's the first thing. It just helps. I think it, it overall just helped me relate to women in general because I had a sister so close and even more so like growing up I like I was very um on top of like how I interacted with girls just because since you and Shallow are like are my sisters and since you're so close to my age like there'd be sometimes where I'm just like ah if I do this or say this I already know how the was gonna act so like I already know how you know x y or z is gonna act so the first thing is I think it definitely helped me like interact with girls around my age and then also see like some of the struggles slash straight advantages girls have around my age but you were definitely like way more like smart with the words growing up so like that was the thing I was like dang bro I can't really be making fun of girls out here if I can't take it back I can't ditch it if I can't take it because you would really just give me some of those diggers you know those real ones that may just go into your room and rethink your life but (laughs) Uh, I would say for me that the benefits of having a sibling so close to my age, and even though I think you could have been a boy, or I mean, you are a boy, you could have been a girl, and it still would have been kind of similar, (laughs) because I think even up to the point where we kind of departed when you went to college, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. we did everything, like, together. Like, if I have memories of the new skills that I learned, like, let's say when we learned how to Mm -hmm. skate, you were there. I learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. You were there. Mm-hmm. When we started working at Kroger, uh-huh. you were there. We even worked at yep. some of the same lifeguarding, top golf, like my guy, yep. you were there. Yep. And I think yep. it's because we were yep. honestly just so close in age that I was even mm-hmm. telling mom the other day that it even created kind of a um, competitive nature in me. Yeah. But my thing about it is that I I feel that the competitive nature was never negative. And I hope that you never took mm-hmm. it as a negative. Because at the end of the day, I wanted you to do well. 
if you became yeah. a salutatorian of your high school class, I would want yeah. to be valedictorian. But also yeah, wouldn't yeah, be like, yeah. dang, why couldn't you have been in the top yeah. 25% or something yeah. like that? I yeah, I wasn't pseudotarian. I want everybody to know I wasn't pseudotarian. I wasn't, I was, I was good. I wasn't that good. <laughs> Shout out to like, who is it? Like maybe Ishwar, somebody was pseudotarian. Who knows? I remember mine because she's a black Ishmael. female. Shout out to Ryan Johnson, salutatorian. And then oh, the valedictorian of my class was also a woman of color. So big up. <sighs> you're, you're so pumped. But no, I think this probably is with you as well. Like, um, since we're so close in proximity, like, I think. Like, I grew up being way more comfortable about being around girls in a friendly manner because me and you always did things together. So it wasn't always, like, whenever, I think it was in high school and even now more so, like, I have a good amount of, like, female friends who are just acquaintances or close friends. And it's not weird interacting with them because I've had a sister in that close age for so long. They, they, if, they're, if you're a friend of mine and you're a female and we're close, you're I essentially just sister. You're just, like, a sister to me and we just keep them moving that way. So I think that's one also advantage, I would say. Mm-hmm. What would you even say, like, coming from the household that we did come from, there are a little bit more traditional mm-hmm. views of how men yeah. and women perform their roles in society. What would you mm-hmm. say, we're going to do what you were jealous of and then also mm-hmm. what you kind of felt sorry for the other person. So what would you say is something that you okay. felt like, dang, how come she got to do this and I couldn't, or she could behave like this and I couldn't? Yeah, I think the, the first one was just a, such an immature, I guess, immature dumbass. It's just like, bruh, that would be like, all right, let's go build children who can help build this fence so we can fix it quicker, right? And dad's like, no, they're women. They're staying at home. And I'm like, dad, Shalawa's six feet tall. Dilapo's 5'10". They're both strong. They both run. Like, what's, what's going on, my guy? Like, why can't they help us? Because then it would just be me. And that 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 has that strength for sure. But like, there was definitely some times I was just like, man, they're just in the house chilling. But you guys really weren't. You guys were like either cooking or cleaning, or like doing whatever mom had y'all doing. But that was one thing where I was just like, man, they're inside in AC. I'm cutting the grass. I'm moving a fridge. I'm moving a car. It's like, dad, help help a mother out. But. I think that was the one thing that I was definitely jealous of growing up. But then also another thing where I was like kind of sorry for was like, I could do, like I could go out more or less in the dark and like work out, run, hang out with the homies, whatever it might be. And I think I was, I was like the first one to go on a trip with my friends, like maybe the junior, senior year. You had, you and Shawa had no access to that. That <laughs> mom and dad were like, I'm glad you realized that. <laughs> I'm glad you yeah, realized why would I realize it's 5 p.m. It's slightly, there's some slight dusk outside. I see a cloud in the sky. You can't really see the sun. The moon's kind of out, so you can't go outside. And I'd be like, yo, I just ran like two miles outside. Like, I was gone for like 40 minutes. Nobody came searching for me, but mom and dad were always just like, if you guys had to leave the safety of the house, it was usually a no unless I was coming with y'all. Yeah. So. And I think that's what, I would kind of agree with, okay. So my thing, the thing that I was kind of jealous about with you is that, I mean, of course, mom would try to call you occasionally to help out in the kitchen. It might be, hey, oh, pick up the trash or sweep the floor, but I'm like, what does that have to do with any of the cooking that we're doing? And sometimes even right. if you didn't do anything, 
I would feel better just knowing that you were in the kitchen. So I know that I'm not the only mm-hmm. one out of my bed. Knowing that you were sleeping comfortably yeah. in your bed. Yeah. And I'm cooking food that we're all going to eat on this Thanksgiving. It was, it was something. Yeah. I was frustrated, man. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, did I really even learn how to cook? <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can cut some onions and all this stuff. It's like at the end of the day, did I really do much of the cooking? Cooking? No. I was just. It's just the fact that mom wanted me out of my bed and in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Same with dad. And dad would even wake me up out of my sleep too and be like, "He believe your mom is down there by herself. Get up." And I'm like, "Oh man, I'm passing your bed." It was funny. Is I would either be asleep or I would just be gaming. And sometimes I would be so brazen to game either upstairs where you can see me from the kitchen or I'd be straight in the middle of the living room just playing Call of Duty. And I'd just be like, I mean, nobody called me. Like, if they need me, they go call me. And I'd just be like, mom's like, hey, come over here and get a little chicken. I'm like, I bet I get the chicken. Go She'd back really be control. doing that too. She'd be like, here, have a taste of this turkey. And I'm like, you didn't offer me nothing. I'm just standing next to you all day. She'd be like, don't you know that's for the soup? And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Anyways. But one thing that I would say that yeah. I kind of felt sorry for with you is, or I felt like was a challenge for you was, um, you know, we, there's always this conversation around toxic masculinity and feeling yeah. like you weren't really had the opportunity to be probably as emotional as you probably were mm-hmm. inside and how to express that outside. Mm-hmm. I think you've gotten a lot better at that, but um, I probably, I'm pretty sure at a younger age, it was probably a little bit more difficult for you to be as emotional as we as human beings tend to be. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's definitely facts. Definitely facts. There's definitely that, like, uh, just like understanding underneath the noise that, like, hey, you're you're a dude, you're 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 a boy, you're a man, like you do things this certain type of way, and like crying and like emotions is for like your sisters but you keep moving in a separate way so yeah there, there's definitely that for sure toxic masculinity why to be pepper what's it called perp pep perpetuated mm-hmm. there you go i went to college perpetuated by either the society or culture or whatever parts of the house um i, I able i was able to learn about that you know through high school and even through college and even more so now that i'm out so i'm getting slightly better at it for sure um but yeah even oh dude but no matter what like the one thing that i'm super happy about like the way i was raised is that like like it's not like i don't have to like jump through like so many mental hoops to like be a protector like the way mom and dad raised me like whenever i'm out with you in shalawa or whenever like whatever situation we're in, I'm always thinking like, how can I safeguard those people around me? And that's what I'm like super happy about growing up. Cause it's not, cause some, some people I know it's a struggle for them to put themselves in that protective role. But for me, it's like, it's like second nature. I'm always thinking like, what's the best move for the people around me, my family, my sisters. And there's definitely some negatives that come with that, but I'm just glad I have that in my tool shed. You know? And I think that's honestly a benefit because as much as we like to um, limit ourselves or actually is it limit or expand the way we think about gender roles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think a man having the ability to feel like they're protecting their home or even mm-hmm. women to have that um, ability too. Cause I mean, shout out to even the single mothers. Yeah. But even yeah. me with dad, I can be with dad in the middle of a Nigerian jungle and still feel yeah. like I have a level of protection 
or mm-hmm. my anxiety is eased even at, by 50% just because dad is there. Yeah. And even him just saying, yeah. what are you worried about? I'm right here. He, all, he used to say that from the beginning, like when yeah. we were children, whether we we're scared about jumping in the pool or we were scared about anything, he would always say, why are you scared? I'm right here. Am I going to let anything happen to you? And I know even mom, mm-hmm. she has that trait too. I, the way I think yeah. about it is in a very silly way, like when she's chopping meat and she tells me to hold my hand yeah. and hold the meat and it's very yeah. close to the where the knife is about to come down. And she's like, yeah. are you, you don't trust me. You don't trust me. But honestly, I'm glad you brought that up because I never really realized how important that is of a trait to have in um, somebody who eventually will have a spouse and children mm-hmm. to feel yeah. like they're able to, even if they are scared themselves, the people around them can yeah. scared just because they're there. Yeah. No, no, dude, 100%. And, and as I've grown in maturity, I've realized that protecting just doesn't have to be physical. Like, you don't have to be, like, a big, strong dude uh, who knows karate and has four Glock 40s in the truck. No, nah, it's, like, diff- like, you can protect, you can be a protector, like, despite your, like, body demographic. Like, you can protect people with your mind. Um you can protect people emotionally. You can protect people spiritually, physically, um, whatever it might be. Like I, like there's some of my homies who, who look drastically different from me in the in the frame of my like my frame to their frame. But I know if anything were to go south, that that dude would do whatever it took to like protect his like girlfriend or his sibling or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's something I I'm glad I've picked up on over the years because back in the day it was just like, dude, if you're over six feet tall, like you you got hands, you, you'll be fine. Um, okay I'm glad honestly I really enjoyed having that conversation with you because you know some things that we experience as children and it's a we never really sit down to really assess because I mean we could always have an angry outburst like how come she gets to do this do Do you feel like you're gonna actually be any different when it comes to your own children oh I hope that I model you know dad not a hundred percent to take, you know, his father, like the way he was as a dad and take it to the next level in the new generation. But yeah, I'll probably be like dad, chill, you know, protector. I'll probably hopefully like be more lenient on like, if we got to build a fence or we got five hours to build a fence and I got two sons and a daughter and the daughter can hold a hammer. You come into <laughs> So, like, what? Whether she be a tomboy or a girl, who cares? For me, I'll just, I'll just try and be more uh, leaning on like gender roles and the sets. Just being like, hey, bro, it's six a.m. and both your sisters are cooking right now. You're gonna need this, bro. When you're in college, solo dolo, buy your stuff. If you go to college, um, probably gonna go to college, and you're like, man, what am I gonna eat? You can make stew because you've made because you've been practicing stew for fifteen years. So. <laughs> I don't know. It'll, uh, definitely my, my wife will help on that pattern, but I think I'll more or less be more so like that, but maybe just be more lenient with something. So as we come to the end of the episode, what is something that you're currently trying to do better at this time in your life, even in this new year of your life? Um, I guess I'm trying to be uh, better about That's a great question. It's crazy is uh, one of my friends the other day, she asked me like three of these questions on my birthday. She's like, all right, what do you have? What are you happy about this year? 
What are you sad about this year? And what are you thankful for this year? And I was like, bro, these are a lot of questions, man. I'm over here trying to watch YouTube. But I think uh, one area of my life I'm definitely going to try and be better about is just being like, just, just not, not to be cliche, but just trying to give myself like more grace. Because I've talked this over with one of my really dope friends, Landry. I have a tendency, whether it be through comparison through social media or just me as a man, where I like, like I like to be high performing. Like I try my best to be high performing as long as possible, but it's like a cycle. I'll be high performing for a good amount of time. Then because I'm a human being and I need rest, I'll eventually hit normal productivity and then I'll freak out and I'll be like, oh man, I'm like a failure or something. Like, oh man, what's going on, brother? And I'll just like nosedive. And the nosedives have gotten better as the years have gone by. Like it's not like I'm like KIA for like two, three weeks at a time, but I'll nosedive. And then I'll remember like, hey man, my identity is not in my proficiency in work, uh, relationships, uh, faith, whatever you might, whatever it might be. Like I don't have to be that high performing all the time. Then I'll, instead of going straight to normal, I'll go straight back to high performing. So I'm just trying to be um, better about being like honest with myself and just like taking care of myself and being like, hey man, let's try to fit some hours or even a day out of the week where you will like rest on your own and you will do things that will cultivate your love for yourself, for other people, for God, and then keep it pushing. Because a lot of my week, no cap, like some of my friends get so annoyed because they'll be like, hey man, what are you doing on Tuesday? And I'm like, I got that book since like two weeks ago, my guy. You have to hit me up in three weeks, you know, so. Just trying to be better in that. Like just, just slow down, man. It's hard out here in these streets, but it's doable. Mm. Honestly, you know, I really like that. I'm glad you shared that with me. Um, I would mm -hmm. say for this month of November, I am, mm -hmm. you know, it's Thanksgiving month. So all about cultivating this yeah. and reminding myself every day to be mindful of my levels of gratitude. And then also yeah. I am trying to, this whole month to me also is about increase my faith. So I started a Bible mm -hmm. plan about how to increase your faith. I've been listening to all the songs about increasing my faith and um, trying to understand more what faith means and beyond yeah. you know, just the surface level. So, Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I also want to put a shout out there to all my short kings. Uh, I've been put on by uh, like a really close friend of mine who's a short king and it's hard out there for y'all. Like it's crazy. Like, you know, I'm biased. I was over six feet tall, I'm over 200 pounds. Like, I see the world differently, but to all my short kings out there, you matter, you know, you're manly still, you're handsome, dare I say beautiful, and just keep it, keep it pushing, you know, maybe, maybe not the girl you want is, is, is trying to give you attention. It don't matter, dude. You got, you got personality, you got humor, you got intelligence, and one day, might be soon, might be not, because we're in quarantine, and I don't know how dating works in the quarantine, but you will thrive. So shout out to all my sharkings out there. Well, love on them, five, eight, and below. Yes. God bless y'all. I know it's hard out here. Some of us be eliminating y'all just from that. Who would do that? Bro, it's me. crazy. It's crazy. I know, I know girls who are five, four, and won't give a dude who's five, eight a chance. I'm like, how does that make sense? He's taller than you. See, me, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that. Yeah. 
that these short women should be dogging men who are average height like that. My thing is me as a stallion, a five nine queen who tends to Big even fact. all my shoes will push me to five ten. Like Big why? Fact. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I I just prefer a, t- a guy who's taller than me. I personally never talked to a guy who's shorter than me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like y'all be easy out there. You must really, must really be. Yeah. Yeah, now, honestly, quarantine almost sad because, like, a couple months ago, I was talking to, like, a series of, of, of women, and I was like, by the way, if a guy was, like, 5'8", like, what, what's up? And they're like, nah, I want a dude who's, like, 6 feet tall. I'm like, you're 5'4". And I was like, it doesn't matter if you're taller anymore. You got to be, like, an apex predator, the top 10% of the male population out here, to get a chance to inspire two girls. She can choose who she wants. I'm just saying being hella specific and y'all still short out here so i don't know y'all ain't gonna make the next lebron randomly like a five two on a six foot two i'm gonna make a lebron but whatever but you know a lot of women too like there's they're um i was talking to one of my friends today and leah and they were saying that they're sensitive sensitive to the fact of their um the height of their children that they want their children to have a chance at athletics but how tall is leah Leah really gives off. Wow, we're really over here talking about Leah on my on my podcast like this. Um, Leah is a cool five five. Gives off tall energy. She like I'm telling you, this girl in my mind is five seven. I don't know if you met women like that. Who she says she's five five. And I'm uh-huh. like, what? She gives off five seven energy strongly. Yeah, yeah. How are you thinking of your kids as like perennial athletes and you're five five? Okay, I mean. <laughs> It can happen, I guess, if the dude's like six six, but you're hoping for a I don't know, man. That's I'm crazy. You, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. That shout out to your your short. I mean, yeah. our, our short kings out there. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure they came to this podcast. They didn't even know they'll be yeah. shouted out like that, man. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Also, and here's the thing: as a tall gentleman, I never think about my kids' height because I'm assuming if I'm six four, they're gonna follow. Suit. So there you go. That's a good point that you brought up. Um, and, I, and even more so, I got to stop doing this. Some of my female friends are like have male interests and I'll look at the dude and I'm like, this dude can't, this dude can't fight. Like he's, he's a soft boy. Like he's, he's skinny. He's brittle. He's a beautiful looking man. But like, how is he going to protect you in a one-on-one combat? I feel like I got to get better about not saying that because that's toxic. Yeah. You know, soft boys, get love to you always have to fight somebody you can outwit them or call the police snitch six nine that or befriend your attacker either way be fast 